Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Beyond Sunday. And this week we have the one and only Chrissy Kendrick. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And how are you? I'm good. Yeah, how's everything going? Yeah, going good. Excited to be doing some stuff, been gathering for Micro Church. It's been wonderful to just gather as a church and a community. Yeah. So I actually just spoke with uh, Josh Conrad and um, Ryan Weatherhead, and we were talking a little bit about micro micro church and what it means to them being able to gather. So we've been out of and in quarantine for six and a half Mm -hmm. months now, and they were just talking about their experience and what it feels like to have people. And we were talking about discipling, uh, discipling people, and Mm -hmm. it's just the difference between being face to face with someone versus a Zoom call, which is still great nonetheless, but it's just a different kind of connection. So what does it feel that when you work now you're mm. you're seeing people you haven't seen in so long yeah yeah gosh i mean there's so much to be said for like just the gathering of the people of god and what happens when you're in a room together worshiping jesus with one heart with one voice that um there's just this synergistic effect right that the atmosphere in the room you can literally feel shifting as people engage in worship lift their hands and it is there is something to be said for i love watching other people worship like Mm -hmm. you will rarely find me especially if i'm not on stage if i'm in the back of a room participating in a worship service i I love to keep my eyes open and watching other people experience the presence of God is such a life-giving thing from my own heart and my Mm. own soul. And so I think being able to gather again and take part in that and just watch people experience the presence of God has been just really incredible to see um, behind masks, right? Yeah, (laughs) behind masks. You know, you could see, trust me, you could see a lot. And I've noticed that watching people is you see a lot through their eyes. And I've never noticed that before because, Mm. you know, we've never had to wear masks before, but you can see that you could see a lot through their eyes. And um, you know, it's really cool, especially when I did a lot of filming um, for worship mm-hmm. and what and being so close to you guys while right. you're singing, you can just see that you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, you, when you're recording, it's a little bit different. You're listening to the director, uh, but watching and being that close and yeah. actually seeing people fully engaged in yeah. worship is is just like what you said. It's actually pretty remarkable. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're just is. seeing something totally different, yep. um, and it's it's actually really cool. So. Going back to you mm-hmm. and your life over the last couple months, mm-hmm. you have four kids, mm-hmm. all were in quarantine. How last time we talked, it must have been about five months ago. So yeah. how did things go for you guys? <laughs> you know, it's been crazy. It's four kids is a lot being shut in together a lot. Honestly, um, I'm glad that my kids are heading back into school. They start school five days a week next week. But mm-hmm. it is, I will say for our family and for me and my kids, it's been a really sweet time. I mean, listen, there have been days where I'm like, can you please give me a break? And yeah, I need a few yeah. minutes. But uh, I think especially for my older two to have time that I would not have otherwise had to invest in them and to just be together. I'm really, really grateful for, um, that's kind of been the silver lining yeah. I think for me and for right. our family in this season is just extended time with with my kids that I would not have otherwise had so but I'm real happy they're going <laughs> they're back real to real happy they're going back to school <laughs> yeah and so. it's it's uh, been a unique perspective in life and this is one of the questions that I've been asking people about mm-hmm. quarantine and about their life in general so reflecting on uh, the last couple months it's been a 
almost a self-evaluation of mm-hmm. where you're at as a person. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been kind of stuck in a routine pre-COVID and we've been doing the same things and we kind of had a routine, you know, even in our alone time with God. Mm-hmm. We wake up, we do whatever we have to do, mm-hmm. but being home and being kind of in a different yeah. world where you have to take a step back and you have to analyze, what am I doing? All these nuances of life, you know, it's really not that important because guess right. what? In an instant, yeah. everything can get shut down. Yep. Did you have any moment during quarantine where you felt like, man, I have to evaluate mm. what it is that's important in my life versus you know all these other things that I'm yeah. doing? Yeah, I think for me, it was probably around like month three, right? Where like the, not that it was enjoyable in the beginning, but there was like... Uh, a yeah. fun factor to it a little bit in the sense that it's it was like a like, snow day from right, school it, yeah well, <laughs> several snow days all stacked together right but like extended time yeah. for justin and me extended time with our kids like hey what do you want to do tomorrow i don't know i was working out twice a day yeah. because i could going yeah. on long walks with our with our family and all that but like for me probably like maybe month two or three i was just recognizing that you know we live a really busy life right a very public life if you will even and so which there's certainly a grace on our family a grace on our life for that but there's also i think a a tendency to i know i've experienced in my own life like neglect the care of my own soul because Mm. life can get so busy and busy with good things and Mm. so busy with church busy with uh you know discipleship relationships busy with four kids busy with their sports busy with other things that are all good um and i think when that kind of died down like around month two or three the the chaos and the noise um just left an awareness i think in my own heart of like how am I taking care of my soul? Like mm. I'm spending time with Jesus, I'm reading the word, I'm praying, but am I neglecting like the caring deeply for my soul? And so like the Lord has really had me on a journey the last several months of just asking, what does that look like for me personally to care for my soul and to reposition my heart in that um, I'm caring for that deep, like intimate place with me and the Lord in a way that um, all the noise is always silent, yeah. right? So that everything else seems to be, it's it's additional, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have me and I have Jesus and everything else I get to do in my life is a bonus, yeah. right? I get to be married to Justin. I get to have this incredible relationship with my kids. I get to serve in ministry with the church and see people come to Christ. But what is first and foremost in my heart is cultivating that deep, vibrant relationship with Jesus in a way that it's not dependent on my outside experiences. Yeah. And I think that being in ministry for so many years, um, I was leaning in that season of my life, like right, you know, kind of like beginning of COVID where I think that there was a little bit of um, dependency, if you will, on like feeling connected to the Lord, feeling connected to other people, feeling like I was valuable Mm-hmm. or worth something because of the things that I could like put my hands to in the work that I did. And really like the Lord used the beginning of COVID to really expose that weakness in my heart and mm-hmm. say like, okay, like we've got to really walk through like, what does it look like to really care for your soul and to cultivate that deep security? Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a word for somebody mm-hmm. right, right there. Yeah. So let me ask you this is, you know, you're kind of on the inside with, uh, Justin, and you get to see a different side of him, obviously. Um, Over the last couple months in the transition of the church, what is it like to be with someone with, I'm not going to say the responsibility, but the transition between having this this church with all these different locations to all of a sudden flip a switch and everything transitions and the focus of the church is a little bit different. So from your perspective with Justin, I mean, how has it been with you guys and some of the conversations Mm -hmm. that you may have? uh, I mean, it, it looked like it went off 
flawlessly. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, I mean, sure. seeing everything going on, right. all of a sudden, flip the switch, we're on right. online, and it yeah. was just easy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure it was just chaotic and a lot of things yeah. in the background. So what was that like being from your perspective? Yeah, you know, I have to say, and obviously, I'm, I'm pretty biased towards Justin, but he really just he carries a really specific grace on his life to uh, adapt very easily and very quickly. Mm-hmm. He says all the time that he loves change. I mean, more than most people, <laughs> almost to a point where I'm like, okay, you need to chill out a little yeah. bit because I am not generally one who loves change, but he he really does. He thrives in uh, situations where you got to turn on a dime and figure out like, okay, now what do we do? And mm. he has worked so hard and so diligently and obviously is also operating under this really unique anointing to um, be able to say, all right, the, cha- the plan is changing. All right, Lord, well, then what now? And yeah. so they're really, I mean, he he leaned into the Lord, sure, for for specifics and strategic planning and all of that, but um, he just really thrives yeah. in situations where you got to make a new plan. And so, like you know, he was saying in the beginning, like we've all been playing football and now we're playing soccer. Yeah. And so, like there are elements of that are the same, right? And like aspects are the same, but the rules of the, the game are changing a little mm. bit, and the players have to change roles. Where you did one thing, now you have to do another. And so, um, there was just a real, I think, for him. Uh, yeah, he just really thrives yeah. in that strategic thinking that like, okay, make a new plan. And yeah. He's like, yes, all right. It, I mean, it's, so. a, it's an interesting perspective that you talk about change because you yourself, you're going through some change right now. Mm-hmm. We, last year, we had an incredible Loom conference mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to be there filming and I got to see the power yeah. and, you know, you, as soon as you walked into the room, you felt the Holy Absolutely. Spirit. It was incredible. Yeah. So this year, it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us like <laughs> just a little bit about what yeah. uh, all of our ladies... Uh, uh, Vox and and anyone who's not yeah. a part of Vox, what is it going to be like this year? Yeah, so this year we honestly did not even know if we were going to do an event this fall. And about three weeks ago, we were like, "Hey, we need to do something." Like yeah. our team was just together, kind of thinking, "Like what what's up ahead? What's going to happen?" And we were like, you know, really just felt heavy on our hearts. Like the Lord was like, "We need to offer something for the women of our community in this season." And so mm-hmm. we are working real hard to pull something together. And so on the 23rd of this month, we have um, what we're calling a Loom House Party coming up. And so this is gonna be (laughs) a night of just worship, time in the word. And we are working hard to make this available to every woman that wants to participate in a variety of ways. So we will be live streaming Mm -hmm. from our Middletown campus, but it's also gonna be going to our um, Hartford campus, North campus, our Worcester campus, uh, our Branford location in our uh, central offices and then in Stanford as well there are live venues and then you can also host a house party in your own home which is really cool because it creates just another layer and an opportunity for you to participate if you don't feel comfortable going yeah. out to a venue the uh, the virtual experience itself is going to be pretty incredible and mm-hmm. so from the very beginning of the night to the end of the night if everything is live streamed um and it's going to be a really powerful night to just participate in the presence of the Lord yeah. and invest in relationship, whether it's you in your home with two other women or uh, at one of our live venues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in terms of the locations, is yeah. this something that they have to sign up for? Yep. Okay. Yep. So there are registration links. There's certain limits because of, you know, following all protocols yep. and all that for each location. There's certain registration limits. But yeah, registration mm-hmm. is required for every venue. And these house parties. I mean, mm-hmm. that that sounds legit. Yeah. But anyway, so if you're going to host a house party, yep. what would you suggest? what would you suggest should you get people from the church should you get yeah. outsiders i mean what are what are some of the things that uh that everyone's going to yeah. you know look forward to yeah i think that 
you know, I always want to encourage, like reach out to somebody that maybe doesn't come to church, mm. you know, somebody that you work with, one of your neighbors, um, if you're a mom and you've got kids, maybe it's one of your kids' moms or yeah. whatever, um, one of your kids' friends' moms, and like reach out to somebody that wouldn't necessarily maybe come to church, but they'll come to your house on a Friday night, mm. have some snacks and, and you know, kind of be able to ease their way into experiencing church. I think that has been another gift of this season is that we have found that there have been so many people during COVID that have been more apt to try church online. It's yeah. so much less intimidating than showing up at a building. Mm -hmm. And so um, definitely if you are participating or hosting an, a, a party at your home, reach out to somebody that maybe wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable coming. Um, yeah. This this could be a great way for them to be exposed to the gospel and experience Christ. Mm. Uh, well, that's powerful. So I just want to ask you, and I know we've talked about this before mm -hmm. in a previous podcast, but I want to talk a little bit about the word of loom. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about the women uh, in, in their role. Mm -hmm. So what does a loom mean? And why did you, uh, because it, it, is it defined as the women's ministry or what it, what it yeah, is? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. That's okay. helpful to clarify right yeah. now. So Illum itself is two events that we do, um, ideally two events yeah. that we do in a calendar <laughs> yep. year. And so our conference generally in the fall and mm -hmm. then our, a worship night in the spring. So obviously this past spring, uh, we did not have a worship night and this kind of is what we're going to be doing this fall in yep. place of a conference. And so Illum really is specifically just two events that okay. we have, two gatherings that we have every mm -hmm. year. Um, we don't have a specific name that we have wrapped around our women's ministry just yet. Our team is really praying and seeking the Lord like, God, what what is your heartbeat for the women at yeah. Vox outside of just these two gatherings? We know women's ministry is happening very actively in every campus, um, and it, it looks different depending on which campus you attend. Yeah. Um, and so... We don't at this point have something that we're saying, hey, this is the women's ministry at yep. Fox as much as Illum is just these two gatherings uh, per year as of right now. And so, you know, we really, we chose the name Illum really feeling like, so it means to be bright is mm. really what it means or, or brightness. And so wanting to embody in our walks with the Lord as women of God, like beholding his light and becoming his light to those that that need to see it around us and yeah. so as we look to jesus as we look at his face that radiance that you experience in the presence of god it does something in your heart right like you've experienced that in your mm -hmm. walk with the lord as yeah. well that like when you spend time with him you spend time in his presence with other people um and in this case specifically with other women there's this incredible transformation that happens and then you turn and you become the light of god to somebody else mm -hmm. Preach, preach. Mm -hmm. I on. love it. I love it. <laughs> so Chrissy, I, I really appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm super excited about this because I know the women in my life, they absolutely love going to mm -hmm. the, uh, the conference and the worship night. So we're excited to see what you guys are going to present yeah. this time and it, any future plans. I mean, anything on the books, I know you don't necessarily know what the schedule is going to be yeah. like, but in terms of, of next year for mm -hmm. the women's conference, is it still going to be the two, two events? Is that what you're looking that's for? That's what we're, that's what we're planning for and praying towards. Perfect. So, yeah. Well, you hear, you heard it here. All right. Live <laughs> and from Chrissy Kendrick. So again, thank you very much for yeah, being here. I appreciate it. Me. And all, if they have any, if anyone has any questions about, uh, this event mm -hmm. in particular, yeah. is there a contact? Yeah. So you can go to voxchurch.org forward slash illum. And so all the info is on there. And then there's also a contact info if you've got questions. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. We will see you next week. Thanks Chrissy. Mm -hmm.